0: Whether you are a beginner investor or an investor with more experience, certainly with what we've been going through year to date in the markets, could really leave you confused, I suppose. It could lead you questioning your investment strategy. And a question a lot of people are asking right now is, should I be investing in individual securities, which have been so volatile, or should I be using exchange traded funds or ETFs to to manage my portfolios? There are pros and cons to both. And what I'm gonna answer in this video today is which is better. And kind of the short answer is, These two investments are just different from each other and there's advantages and there are disadvantages. And I'm gonna help you decide what you need to know to make sure you're making the best decision for yourself. I'm gonna kick off with the similarities. ETFs and stocks are both traded on the exchanges. You can buy, sell at any point in the day. That's different from mutual funds where you can only trade them, or you can buy them at some point during the day, but the price is given at the end of each day. Both pay dividends. So if you own companies that pay dividends, which a lot of our viewers do, if you own ETFs, those dividends flow into the fund and then come out uh, from there to over to you. I wanna sort of segue into the specifics that an ETF offers that a a stock, an individual security does not First of all, fees. There is a management fee that the fund company charges you and then there are expenses that the fund itself incurs, and they all combine into what's called the management expense ratio or the MER. This fee varies quite uh, dramatically between different different, uh, types of funds that you're gonna get. Some of them are really, really inexpensive Others are quite expensive, given the era that we're living in today. A couple of quick examples. A fund that a lot of people own is VFV. This is the Vanguard S&P Index ETF. The management fee or the MER on this fund is 0.09%. So what that means is if you have $10,000 invested, it's gonna cost you $9 a year to have Vanguard manage those funds for you. So very, very inexpensive, I would say. If you are more well healed, let's say you have a million dollars invested in that fund, that's gonna be $900 a year. So again, in the big scheme of things, that's a very inexpensive way to manage your money. I also wanna compare that to a fund here in Canada called the Horizon Beta Pro S&P TSX, 62 times daily bull ETF. Now there's quite a mouthful for the fund name. More importantly, the management fee, or rather the MER on this particular fund is 1.62%. So that equates dollar-wise If you have $10,000 invested, that's gonna cost you 162 bucks a year. Uh, Contrasting, if you have a million dollars invested in that fund, that's gonna be $16,200 that you're gonna pay Horizons to manage that fund for you. A major advantage of ETFs is that it offers you built-in diversification. So a lot of people struggle to build a diversified portfolio. When you buy an ETF, you are buying a basket of holdings. So whatever the underlying assets are, you're buying a whole bunch of them with one ticket item. And in most cases, there are tens or hundreds of companies that you're buying. For example, if you're buying XSP, which is a very widely held fund here in Canada, it's the iShares Core S&P 500 Index ETF, you're buying access to about 500 of the largest US companies. So there's a large degree of diversification built in there, or, you could go with a very focused fund. So there's quite a bit of variety here. Uh, An example here in Canada is ZEB, that is the BMO Equal Weight Banks ETF. And when you look at that, you hold six different companies as of today. So it is certainly a much more focused fund than a broad S&P 500 for example. Advantages with an ETF, well certainly, versus owning a portfolio of stocks, it's much simpler. There's a lot less maintenance that you would have to do. You don't have to be quite as, well, you don't have to be as knowledgeable on the individual securities, the individual companies that the ETF owns. A lot of people will talk about risk. If you own individual stocks, they're risky and ETFs are not as risky. And I would argue that the risk profile is quite similar because remember when you're buying a stock or building a portfolio of stocks, you're really, putting together a basket of stocks and that would be the same situation if you're buying an ETF. An exception would be if you own one company or two companies or three companies directly. Of course, one company is going to be more volatile than a uh, basket of stocks. We're going to talk more about that in just a couple of minutes here to give you a little bit more uh, deeper dive into that concept of risk. When you buy an ETF, it can be either a passive ETF or it can be an active ETF. A very common example, if we look at a US fund called SPY, it's the Spider S&P 500 ETF trust. It is designed to mirror the S&P 500. And if you look at this charts here, you compare SPY versus the index SPX, you can see that essentially it is mirrored. There's a, there's a, a commonality between those two funds. So in that case, you're paying a lower management fee but you're just buying the index. And if we look at a Canadian equivalent, we look at uh, QCN, which is the Mackenzie Canadian Equity Index Fund. It is designed to mirror the Toronto Stock Exchange. And again, you'll see very, very similar behavior. Now, in contrast to just buying an index, you can also buy ETFs that are actively managed and they're really growing now. There's quite a few of them that are available. And we look, for example, Dynamic Funds has a family of these actively managed ETFs. And when we look at a chart here, we can see the contrast between the index fund, for example, the one we just looked at that mirrored the S&P TSX index. Now we can see how DXC, this fund, has actually outperformed the TSX in the short period of time. Now, because it's an ETF, because we're looking at a a snapshot, it could outperform as it has done, or of course it could underperform um, over a different time period. So you're buying the active management, you're paying extra for the expertise and presumably over time that should outperform the index, at least that's the concept. One of the advantages to having an ETF is that you are compensated essentially if you have a company or if a company underperforms. If you own a a company directly and it underperforms, it's right in front of your face and you're really gonna see and it could dramatically hurt your portfolio, as a matter of fact, if in fact you have a lot of weight in that one company. In an ETF, if you have company A that that, uh, underperforms and drops in value, you're probably gonna have company B that compensates for that and and you know sort of provides ballast to the portfolio. That can also work in the other way. It can work in the other direction. So if you have a company in an ETF that does really well, at the same time, you're gonna have companies that are going down in value, probably during the same time period. So it limits your downside, probably. It also limits your upside. Another space, another area that ETFs can be helpful are on very specific industries. And I'm just gonna use as an example, the, the big pharma industry. These companies are inherently uh, more volatile. They spend a tremendous amount of money developing a drug and it could take years and a billion dollars or so to take a drug from conception up to actual marketability. And there's all these trials along the way. And if at any given time, one of those trials fails, it can have a material negative effect on the price of the company. So if you own one, two, or maybe three uh, companies directly, you definitely are taking a higher risk profile there because if one of those companies fails, to accomplish their goals, you're gonna have a bigger impact on your portfolio than having a basket all in the same sector, but you are inherently spreading your risk uh, around there. Another big thing that ETFs do that uh, owning an individual a portfolio of individual stocks won't do or can help with is it strips out the emotions or it helps you manage the emotions better. It removes essentially sort of the human element. And when you own say 20 or 30 different stocks and you monitor your portfolio, you see right in front of your face when a stock underperforms. In an ETF, yes, you can see the performance of the ETF as a basket. But for example, even in good times, uh, there are going to be probably an element or a few uh, names in, that, in the ETF that are gonna underperform. You're probably not even gonna be aware of them because you're just looking at the bottom line of, of the group. Another thing where ETFs, I think, trump individual securities are when you get into some specialty areas. And for uh, example, if you want to write a covered call strategy, uh, a lot of people these days are starting to use that to produce extra income into a portfolio. Sure, you can do it by yourself, but it's it's a lot of work, um, a lot more risk than having a professional do that for you. Uh, an example of a fund like this is ZWC, which is the BMO Canadian High Dividend Covered Call ETF. This company has experts who create these strategies, who run these strategies, taking that weight off your shoulders and. If that's a strategy you wanna do, I would say for most people, it's probably advisable to use a fund like that, pay the extra management fee, rather than managing that uh, all by yourself, but that's up to you. Another specialty type of fund is an inverse fund. And this is a type of fund where it does the opposite of what the market does. An example here with Horizons is the Beta Pro S&P TSX 60 daily inverse ETF. You will see when the market drops, this fund goes up. Of course, conversely, when the market goes up, this fund drops, but it does provide you with type of performance that it would be really hard for the average person to replicate. If you were to try to do that on your own, the fund will provide that for you. And lastly, on the specialty ETFs is the leverage ETF. Of course, any of us can go out and leverage up to invest, but there are funds that do this for you. I mentioned earlier this Horizon Beta Pro S&P TSX 60 two times daily bull ETF. It does provide you with the leverage. Now, really importantly, when you look at the fine print on a fund like this, it says specifically, this ETF is highly speculative. It uses leverage, which magnifies gains and losses. It is intended for sophisticated investors. So this is something that a lot of investors probably shouldn't do on their own. And even in the case where you're using an ETF, it does give you access to that. Uh, but it doesn't come without the uh, the requisite risks that go along with a fund like that. I would like to shift now to the advantages of having individual securities versus an ETF. And just very quickly, you will avoid that fee that we talked about at the beginning of this ETF section. So whether it's a small fee or a larger fee, in many cases, if you're going to be buying the same companies anyway, you can avoid that. Another reason to buy stocks is maybe you just really enjoy managing your own portfolio. I mean, I fall into that camp. Um, I've been managing a portfolio for many, many years. And uh, I... I like doing it. I would rather be a direct owner. Another example would be just to round out a portfolio. So you kind of, it's a hybrid where you have a portfolio and the core of it might be um, ETFs, but around the outside, you want to buy some stocks. So maybe they're favorite companies you have, maybe there's uh, opportunities to identify that you're willing to own individually rather than an ETF. That's another good, uh, a good common use there you have the potential to outperform if you own individual securities. If you own the index, you will do pretty much what the index does. I know there's a lot of controversy, a lot of discussion, it will never be ended, You know, it'll never be over. Um, a lot of people, most people don't outperform the index, that's probably true statistically, but if you want to outperform the index, you either need to have uh, individual securities yourself or pick one of those sort of outlier type ETFs, the specialty ETFs that will certainly not mimic the index. Could be positive, could be a negative. Another thing that comes to mind here is that you can tailor your individual portfolios if you own individual securities. And quick example, maybe there's a certain sector or a certain company even that you don't wanna own. If you own a basket, if you own an ETF, for example, in the Canadian, if you own a Canadian ETF, you're gonna have a good chunk of your money, 3rd 30% or so in the energy sector in most cases. Maybe you don't want to invest in the energy sector for whatever reasons. You can um, accomplish that by by building a portfolio yourself. And last minor benefit probably is if you own the stock directly, then you can uh, vote uh, the shareholder meetings. So you have uh, the the, the right as a shareholder in most cases to vote. So for most people, it's probably not a big consideration, but for some people I know who do actually like having that participation, um, that is something you don't get if you own an ETF. Now, a few strategies as to how to decide which you should uh, employ for yourself. If you're a brand new investor and you're a little bit anxious to get started, I think an ETF is a very good way to get started. There is of course this paralysis by analysis that so many people suffer from and you can get overwhelmed with trying to get building, uh, to start building up a portfolio. Better than just not doing it is probably to buy an ETF in the area that you want. And then as you continue to to, um, analyze various companies to see if you want to own them directly, at least you've got some money invested. So that's one very common and very um, useful use for an exchange traded fund. Another one of the same sort of pattern is um, if you're a smaller investor. So if you have a small amount of money to invest, the diversification that you get by buying a fund, by buying an ETF can be valuable versus owning, uh, You know, trying to build a portfolio of very, very small amounts. Uh, with fractional shares these days, it's a little bit easier, but still uh, can be uh, challenging with a smaller amount of money, if you do feel that you have a low tolerance for risk, maybe a slight edge in the ETF um, area. There, high tolerance, you can probably go for um, stocks. Um, but you know, I, again, if you build a portfolio properly, I don't think that you're going to have a huge difference between uh, an ETF and a basket of stocks that that kind of mirror each other. So that's kind of a, I'd say. A um, little bit of an advantage perhaps to the, ETFs, uh, to the ETF, but not significant. If you are going to invest in one of the more volatile sectors out there, I think that ETF versus stock really is sort of a double-edged sword. And for example, yes, the ETF spreads the risk amongst uh, a number of different companies, but you do have more opportunities if you're owning individual securities. But of course, then you need the time, you need the, uh, the expertise, you need the knowledge, the ability, the, the, um, the um, you, but you, but you have to want to manage that portfolio by yourself. If you go with an ETF though, there's no guarantee that you're gonna eliminate that downside and we're seeing that right now with so many focused ETFs. Even though they are diversified with a number of different holdings, if they are in volatile sectors, they're getting beaten down right now pretty much as much as any of the individual stocks um, could. And as I was putting my thoughts together for this video, I thought, Back to you know, geez, seemingly not that long ago, when the marijuana sector was the place that you had to be, in. and and uh, the in 2017 a fund HMMJ was created, the Horizons Marijuana Life Sciences ETF, and when we look back over the last few years, we can see that being in the, the more diversified ETF hasn't really helped. I mean, HMMJ is down about 75% in that time period. Yes, some of the individual names are down significantly more than that, but because of the diversification and for example, Scott's miracle Grow has held the portfolio up um, during that time. So this is kind of a... You're not guaranteed that if you spread the risk out, you're gonna end up coming out further or much further ahead, but it's something to consider. Uh, A little blast from the past here. Brandon did a video a number of years ago. I'm gonna be blunt with you guys. I think that you're getting in at a very bad price. And if I were personally holding marijuana stocks right now, I'd likely be looking to lock in some of my profits. It really is worth watching that. And I compare it to crypto right now, where we've seen a big run up, we've seen a big drop, whether it's individual cryptocurrencies any, any investment in that space or, of course, in the relatively newly created crypto ETFs, uh, there's really no protection there. But I, I'll put a link at the end. I would encourage you to look that, to, you know, to go and have that uh, video. It's educational, but it's also quite entertaining with hindsight to look back now and see what was being said and have a moment to read through the comments section. You'll really get a kick out of that. Sectors with Less access to information are also another area where you might be swayed to go more to an ETF. So you might find certain areas confusing. Uh, For example, you might find an ETF better in those areas. If it is a new industry with lots of players, there's a whole bunch of uh, selections, very common. When there is a new industry evolving, uh, thinking for example of the metaverse right now, the metaverse types of investment, there's new companies, there's old companies, but it's pretty confusing. You might wanna go and just buy a broadly, uh, I don't know, a more broad um, metaverse focused type ETF. Uh, Again, if you have more knowledge, you have more time, you have more desire, then you might wanna lean towards stocks um, as opposed to ETFs. You always, always will have a choice to determine which best for you, and then you can run with that. The retro video, the stocks video, I'm going to put a link for it right here. You can go check that out. I'm sure you will at minimum be amused. I will remind you the first link below is for our investing academy. As always, I thank you so much for watching the video. I look forward to seeing you in the next video.